Hello and welcome to Let's Boop Snoots. I'm Heidi. And I'm Vero. And today we've got a little bit of an emotional episode. (laughs) Well, it might not be emotional, but I think it's good. It's good to talk about. But today's episode, we are going to talk about um, dogs with disabilities or disabilities in dogs. Um, Mm -hmm. When Vera and I were chatting about some episodes before, we were talking about um, people that we knew that had uh, animals or dogs with disabilities. So uh, we had a co-worker from a long time ago, and I remember going to visit her and she had two Dalmatians, I think they were. And anyways, one of them was deaf and the other one was not. And I remember asking her like, oh, how do you... Like, I remember that being, like, the first time thinking, like, oh, yeah, like, animals get disabilities, too. (laughs) And I was like, Mm -hmm. how do you do that? How do you, like, how how does a dogo with a disability learn to function within your lifestyle? And especially if you weren't planning for it, as I've found during my research. So, um... I've found two websites that were like really awesome. And I'm going to start with um, one of them. I thought it was so sweet. And now I can't, of course, I can't find the part that I wanted to talk about. But basically they were saying that, and I think it's a good place to start. So on one of the websites um, here that I found, they I, and I think this is a great place to start, is they made this beautiful list. I thought it was very sweet. But it said... Dogs with disabilities, and then there are several bullet points here. So I'll just read a few of them to you. I won't read the whole list, but it says, um, so dogs with disabilities don't feel sorry for themselves. We do it for them. Dogs with disabilities don't Mm. know they're disabled. Dogs with disabilities are accepting of what life has to offer. (laughs) And um, (laughs) that's, this is cute too. They, Take each day as it comes and smell the flowers they can reach and sometimes eat oh. them. <laughs> <laughs> and dogs with disabilities, it says, have way more patience than we'll ever have in the same situation. How cute is that? But at the same time, it's like, how do we know? <laughs> um, oh, Have you yeah. ever met a dog in a wheelchair? I have not. Me neither. I have not. I've so, seen some, like, online, in yeah, videos. I've seen videos and stuff like this, too. But so what's great about these two um, websites is that one of them um, talks about... One of them is, like, this beautiful, like, farm location, it looks like. And they have, like, several... Um, like uh, buildings on their property where they house different animals with disabilities and their story of how they got started was like very unexpected and so um, their website is called petswithdisabilities.org and it's this lovely couple who um, they adopted a young shepherd from from a local SPCA or whatever Um, his name is Duke I'm not sure if he's still with us or not. Yeah, I think so. Anyways, but um, so they were playing with, they took him to a dog park and he was romping around with dogs and a dog jumped on his back and severed his spinal cord. Oh, I know. Can you imagine? 
Can you imagine that? That must have been traumatizing for like everybody there. And like, it's, it's so sad because it, it makes you nervous that anything bad can happen at any time. And who knows like whether he had a predisposed sort of like anatomy or, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like as humans, we know so much more about ourselves. You go for an x-ray for something and you find something else and stuff like this, but we don't take dogs to doctors unless like we absolutely have to, or for like routine checkups or you're not doing imaging or you don't know, especially if you're adopting from an SBCA, like a humane society of some sort, you don't know their histories. Like Becky, we have no clue what her history, we don't even know what dog she is. Yeah. <laughs> so like, Becky, even, um, Becky, Becky. Be- Becky is my rescue. And they said she was a Britney Spaniel crossed with question mark, question mark, question mark. That That's literally what it said on her profile. It sounds like you're going to say Britney Spears. Britney Spears, Becky. She's Becky, Becky. bitch. She's a Becky bitch. <laughs> Becky? Ew. <laughs> but, um, so y- you just don't know about these things. So anyway, so this couple um, adopted this shepherd, went through this traumatic incident. Everybody told them to euthanize the dog. It's going to be so horrible. And I have to say, like, if something like that happened to me, did, like, have, have you seen, there's a video on the internet of this dog who's walking and he's dragging his back legs and it looks like it's like in um mexico or like some sort of like city somewhere anyways and he's walking and it's playing this sad music and you just think like oh my god this poor dog and he's like walking around these streets and then uh like and then a person has food and they go to give it to him and then he hops right up on his hind legs and runs right over to get the food <laughs> so he's like he's like totally pulling, oh my god like, that's massive. so funny i know so it's hilarious so but anyways but like that anybody <laughs> watching that like can you imagine your dog's playing and all of a sudden someone jumps on his back and he yelps and now his hind legs don't work no. like and and i'm sure it's confusing to them because yeah. It's like, why, it. why don't my legs hurt anymore? And are they crying because they're in pain or are they crying because it's like, how come my legs don't scary. work or yeah. scary? Yeah, exactly. Like there's no, there's not a whole lot of communication that can happen there. Right. So, um, uh, people told them, uh, advised this couple to euthanize the dog. And I have to admit, I would probably be thinking the same thing if I went, if I took yeah. the dog to the vet and they're like, sorry, his spinal cord severed, I'd probably be like, bye Becky. <laughs> <laughs> oh it would be so yeah. upsetting but this couple decided not to and but there were no resources out there to tell somebody what to do with like a disabled dog so um and it's just so sweet when we adopted duke and took him home it was a commitment through sickness and health he was part of our family and, and he um, lived until he was 13 yes exactly or yeah yeah, at least did. 13 years with them. Mm-hmm. And then Ooh. they, after learning how to cope with that, they um, adopted another um, dog, disabled dog, Misty. Misty. And um, so anyway, so they, they started this organization called Pets with Disabilities. And um, they've rescued, I, I think, like countless amounts of dogs. They have this like big barn with like each stall, but each stall like literally looks like a personalized little dog living room. They have their own like bed. They have a crate if they need it. And um, 
toys and pictures on the wall like it's like very like homey looking like it's That's very so beautiful cute. like they did such a good job of like their facility oh, wow yeah, yeah do, you, do you see it yeah and they have so they have a picture of the barn and then you can see that there's several other bu buildings on the property as well and then it shows photos like all inside and stuff like this and i i have to say i'm very tempted to donate to these people because i think it's Aww. it's just such a noble cause but anyway so they have um um dogs so they take in dogs with disabilities and they either um prepare them for adoption so they have available dogs that are uh, able to uh, adopt and then they also have a sanctuary where they have their permanent residence so when when you go on their website you can read about some of these dogs and um it's it's kind of sad so they have one guy right now who named jet and he has no front legs at all and they just give a little dis description of how he gets along, like how they interact with them, the things that he does and the things that he enjoys. And like all of their pets just have like a variety of different disabilities. They're either blind or missing like a leg of some kind. Um, they have like rare genetic disorders. There's like, and anyways, there's a beautiful story to go along with each dog and they even have some kitties. Um, and I have to say, this made me laugh so hard, but I guess they got like quite a few beagles. <laughs> and uh, so one of the buildings <laughs> on, on their property is called the Regal Beagle House. <laughs> and that's where their old beagles live. And uh, yeah, it looks super sweet. It says, we are happy to announce the Regal Beagle House, a place where seniors with disabilities can live while waiting for their new home or spend the rest of their lives in a quiet home setting. And, um, anyways, I, I just think like, it's a great, anyway, so then they, um, on their about page too, like after it shows their facility and like how they got started and stuff like that, um, it says a dog's life at pets with disabilities in it. And it just talks about, so it says pets with disabilities has succeeded for over 15 years because of the gifts these dogs choose to share teaching and opening hearts. They have taught us like living with a dog with a wheelchair living with a blind dog, living with a deaf dog, and living with three-legged dogs. And um, and it gives a little blurb on each part. So it is, I, I have uh, a friend of mine, uh, also an ex-colleague uh, of, of ours, Vero, if you can remember, she had, she had a kitty cat. And that, mm -hmm. or that cat was like her baby. You know how we say yes. like some people have fur babies? Mm -hmm. and um I remember it had like this big growth on his arm and it just looked like like a cyst and then we I remember holding it up to the light and it almost looked like a bit clearer like part part of it too we were like oh do, why don't why don't we just bring home a needle and just like aspirate it so like try to drain some of the fluid out of it because we just figured it was like a benign cyst and um thank goodness her husband I remember him saying no just take him to the vet and I was like why would you just go and give them your money like give me and like I'll do it for <laughs> a third of the price and like saying all this stuff and he made an excellent point and it was that if anything went wrong um you wouldn't feel responsible for it because she would feel horrible if she did that to her kitty cat anything bad mm -hmm. anyway so she took him to the vet turned out it was like a horrible cancer and aspirating it just like gave it an opening so it flourished and and turned into this nasty like draining sore on the cat's arm where she ultimately had to remove 
the cat's leg and the cat was like older at the time i think he was like 14 years old yes and i can remember it being it's it's like it's a learning experience for for anyone right with like an injured pet and even like when you take your dog to get fixed and even when i took scraps when he got porcupined and like going under a general anesthetic and all of that is like it's think of how hard it, it can be on humans it's super hard on pets and super hard on the older ones right yeah and i can remember her like taking him home and he just would stay on the main level even though his favorite places were like on the top and he was too scared to do the stairs and it was so upsetting for her to watch and like so that's why i think going back to that list like that i initially mentioned um is a good thing to remember and i think if vets are you know i think they should hand this to the people because it is it's it's upsetting like especially like it's one thing if you adopt a dog that has three legs and you already know about what their capabilities are right but if you've had your dog for years and something they get hit by a car or something happens or they get an auto autoimmune disease and now they're starting to have to cope with their new disability that would be upsetting to watch because we personalize it yeah we're human you know dogs are generally just happy yeah i think do you remember the ikea commercial where no. the lamp where the lamp is out on the street because they threw it out in the garbage and they're like poor little lamp like oh, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have a home and then and then the, the ikea guy's like you silly person lamps don't have feelings but like <laughs> <laughs> and it's you have to remember that with dogs too right like like they don't it is going to be sad because they don't know that they're disabled and they might try to run down the stairs and like tumble and yeah some people might find that funny but some like as a pet owner <laughs> It can be it can be really upsetting watching them yeah. adjust to their disability, right? Mm-hmm. I always thought like dogs, it just takes a lot for them to show that they're not well also. Yes. Like, like how bad does not it not feeling good? Mm-hmm. Like really not good and still look like they're normal to us. They're they're weird. They're almost like kids in a way. Kid, like yeah. young young kids are are the same because they can't they don't have the vocabulary to describe you what they're experiencing so you have to watch and sort of assess like on your own right but sometimes like that dog who drags his his legs around looking pathetic to get food <laughs> <laughs> you probably saw saw a dog that was actually disabled do that and it's like oh. maybe <laughs> yeah and and funny little relationships happen so like when i start about like the first colleague that we talked about with the two dalmatians and one was deaf and i said so how do you i remember asking how do you get your dog to come back inside so whenever she and there was two of them so i don't know what you would do with one but i reading through some of these websites like and especially pets with disabilities they talk about hand signals and it's amazing because and it's so fun. They did it so beautifully on their website because when they describe like it's the dogs have taught us like living with a dog with a wheelchair, living with a blind dog, a deaf dog, they, their descriptions are so beautiful because they talk about the positives of it. So like with a deaf dog, so sorry, I'm, I'm veering in like all sorts of directions here, but with my, <laughs> with my friend with the Dalmatians there, I remember asking, how do you get the dog to come back in? And she said, oh, well, I open the door and I call them back and the one that can hear goes and gets the, the deaf dog. Oh my God. How cute is that? That's so cute. He helps his buddy out. I was like, like every um, time she said every time. 
And I'm like, well, what are you going to do if something happens to your non-deaf dog? Yeah. Like, like that's like, if that one goes first, then it's just like, frig, the other one's going to be lost. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. But anyways, um, oh, but I think they find sweet. different ways of coping. And like that original, like, beautiful list said, they don't know. They love you no matter what. It's, uh, it, I would say it's definitely harder, like, on the human. <laughs> yeah. In oh, those situations, sure. especially if it's, like, a new disability. Yeah. But, like, like here, let, let me tell you about the deaf dog. So um, this is that part that I mentioned earlier. It says, pets with disabilities has succeeded over 15 years because of the gifts these dogs choose to share, teaching and open hearts. So here under their living with a deaf dog, it says, living with a deaf dog has many advantages. You can come in the front door, put your coat and bags down before they even know you're there. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then the greetings begin. <laughs> they are... They're not thunderphobic, which is true because they can't. That's true. The doorbell does not create chaos. Deaf dogs create a tremendous bond with their guardians. All communication is done with sight, so their eyes are always on you, which is what we work towards in training, yeah. right? Exactly. So they already have Aww. it. They know that that they have to look at you to. Anyways, we have met many people that have enjoyed learning doggy sign language and gotten creative in their heart connections to their dogs. Deaf dogs seem to wag their tails just as hard as any hearing dog. Like, how cute is this description? Aww. Whoever wrote this, like, I feel like reaching out to them and being like, you guys are awesome. Is this on the pets with the, disabilities no, or the dogs? It's disabilities? The, sorry, it's a, uh, on the pets with disabilities. And okay. it's on, on their about page. They love to chase their toys, cuddle, get belly rubs, and be with their person. If you'd like a companion that won't complain about your singing voice or how loud you keep the TV, <laughs> but will completely bond to your heart and moods, experience the special relationship of deaf dogs. <laughs> like, how Aww, cute is that? That is cute. Like, that. that's a beautiful... Like, it's a beautifully written way to talk about, like, what they have to offer, which is ultimately, like, I'm sure the goal when when you're um, creating such a beautiful organization. It's weird. Like, I, I get, like, the non-animal people are probably thinking, like, what a waste of money and stuff like that. But mm. it's not. I don't know. Like, I think there's I still, think like, so. a lot of value. And what's interesting about that is that, like I said, if if something horrible, even I think I talked to, uh, admitted to this once, like in a one of our earlier episodes, and it might be controversial, but I I mentioned that I have this sort of like transecting scale of like how the dog ages and how much I'm willing to spend <laughs> yeah. on the on the dog as they age, right? Because like if yeah. I if I had a 14 year old dog that all of a sudden got a cancer cyst on his arm, I'm probably not going to take off his paw. Like I'm going to let him live as long pain-free as he can and then probably put him down. Yeah. Because at the age of 14, like, yeah, it's kind of, it's, I, agree. I think, I think it requires energy to adapt to a new lifestyle. And, but anyways, so beautifully done website, beautiful facility, beautiful people. So you think, um, so let's say I have Ralph mm -hmm. and then I were to. You do have a, Ralph. I do have Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> let's say I have Ralph. <laughs> um, and then I would adopt a deaf dog. Mm -hmm. How does Ralph know? I know. 
I don't know. <laughs> How does he know? <laughs> I wonder if they just notice or if it's like an intuitive thing or if they like notice. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it that would be interesting to see how that happens. And like a blind dog. Mm-hmm. So there is a blind dog on Instagram that I follow. Mm-hmm. His handle is Tao, T-A-O underscore M-R, so Mr. underscore Winky. <laughs> so he has both eyes removed so his eyelids are shut mm-hmm. so he's obviously blind so i can see maybe <laughs> how another dog would know would be like oh where's his eye the things that yeah. see but do they know that and there's eyes another eyes are what you use to see you i know don't know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> they do have another dog though like a saint like golden retriever and <laughs> it's so cute they're so cute together but how does he know? I, 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 I don't know. Because <laughs> I think he does the same thing. Like, he helps them out sometimes. Mm-hmm. He's like, I, the dog has a seeing eye dog. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I've heard of this before. Like, you hear about these, like, nice little relationships of, like, where you have, oh. like, a dog without disability and then, like, a dog with a disability and then they make these little bonds or like things with one another to like yeah yeah, help each other out and this dog until he was 10 he had both eyes and then from 10 to 11 he lost one eye that 11 he lost the other eye and there's like three pictures of him where he has both eyes and then one he lost an eye so one eyelid is shut and then another picture where both eyelids are shut Can I read you the pets with disabilities description about blind dogs? Yes. Living with a blind dog is very similar to living with a sighted dog. Many of the blind dogs at the rescue were born blind, so they are fearless in their movements and have acute hearing and smelling senses. They may bump into something, but usually only once. When we open the apartment doors, they come out the door down the hall and into the yard without missing a beat. They will all jump onto their futon beds and they like toys and somehow they always know where their person is for hugs and belly rubs. (laughs) (laughs) We really like our blind rescues to have a fenced yard and railings on any stairways. We encourage you to open your heart to a blind dog. They will repay you with their huge heart. Like, oh. how cute is that? So, again, like, they talk most mostly about the ones that are born blind, but I wonder what happens when it, when a dog goes, like, let's say Gibbs or Bex or Scrappy got porcupined in the eyeballs and lost their eyeball. Yeah. Z- <laughs> then what? Yeah. Well, I guess, is, I don't know. Would, we... Gibbs, would Gibbs become Becky's <laughs> seeing eye dog? <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. Or vice versa? I know this I, dog. You can there's videos of him, and he's like walking outside, and he has like his head held up high, like he's sniffing. Oh, <laughs> he's so cute! It's so cute, Mr. Winky. <laughs> Mr. Winky. Um, so the other website that I mentioned, and sorry for being all over the place at the beginning of this episode, but um, is called Dogs with Disabilities. So their website, it looks like they've got. Um, I'm going to go back to the other website. I am so sorry. I'm One last thing I want to say about pets with disabilities. <laughs> it looks like we got a human with a disability here. 
I'm jumping all over the place. Um, <laughs> scatterbrain. 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 Um, I just wanted to make one more mention and about pets with disabilities and uh, how I mentioned I'm willing to donate because I think it's like a great thing that they're doing. Um, they have merchandise that's available and they also have this program that's called, what is it called again? Hurt. Heart something. Connection. Heart connection. So you can make a donation to a specific dog that you read about on their website. It's a $350 donation. But um, they just talked about the cost that's like in, in involved with any of the rescues. So they said any rescue. And when you read the stories, like they talk about dogs that they prepared for adoption and then got adopted and then came back to them and they talk about why. And like, unfortunately, it's like... Um, usually the death of the person that adopted them they come back or um people don't know what to do with a dog with this disability and i would think that they would try to figure out who they're uh you know uh, giving these dogs adoption to like figure out what their education level is like or if they understand the whole disability aspect of it but yeah. anyways any dog that comes into their care costs uh, usually between a thousand and fifteen hundred dollars, and that's like, you know, for the basics. Figuring mm-hmm. some sometimes it's like disease, like GI. They have another one dog with GI issues, and they had to sort out the food. So I bet you they have like a lot of experience with stuff going on with dogs right so like if you're having a hard time like these are the people that would be excellent resources if your dog uh, sustained a traumatic injury or maybe they have like a newfound disease and you you can talk to some of these people better because i'm sure they've seen it all when you rescue like tons and tons of dogs I'm sure they have like a vast amount of experience and they know what works and what doesn't and maybe even what type of vet to take your dog to Mm -hmm. or what are the best practices after a surgery where you're removing a limb or something like that and all these tips and tricks. Okay, now I am ready to move on to the other website. So this is the other website that I have mentioned a few times now as I jumped all over the place called Dogs with Disabilities. And although they don't have as nice, I wouldn't say it's as nice of a website, it looks like they put it together. But And that's why that's what reminded me to go back to the other one. Um, not everybody's a website designer. <laughs> <laughs> it's clear that these people are not, but it doesn't matter because they're spending all their money on educating people about dogs with disabilities and like helping dogs with disabilities. So what I like about this website is that it has um, a menu along the top. Um, And so there's home and it talks about disabled pets in general. Then on their homepage, they also have like items that you can click on. Um, So like all the different assistive devices. So they have safety helmets for dogs, the wheelchairs and where the pricing on them. Um, And when it talks about injuries to the lower limbs and pet splints. So it's like literally splints that you're putting on their paws for different reasons like tendon issues and or muscle issues or hip dysplasia and stuff like that. And like all these different things. And it educates like they have another one that's called walking traction socks. And yeah. uh, do you see that? Yeah. Do you see that guy? And I you do. can click, you can click on each one and it gives you a nice 
uh, description and it talks about like the things that you have to think about if you're using one of these devices. So it talks about wheelchairs and how to clean them and where they're going and like different tips and tricks of when pets like I guess they sometimes soil them or who knows like like again the dog doesn't know they have a disability right so like you have to I would imagine that there needs to be a phase where you um adjust to them to using an assistive device of some like you can't just plop a dog in a wheelchair and be like all right buddy let's go (laughs) I'm I'm sure there's like a process there where you get them acclimated to it and not afraid of it and have them like you know on level ground at first and then see how it goes and I'm sure there's a whole training aspect there too. Maybe we can look at that training dogs. Cause even with the splints. What about goats? <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> when I showed this to Vero, she was like, click on the helmets, click on the helmets. And there's a goat. There's a picture of a goat with a safety helmet on and he's just like staring down it's the so camera. Cute. Funny. <laughs> and I'm not sure if the safety helmets are there for dogs with like seizure disorders and stuff like that, or if it's because um, you see a lot, a lot of the photos of the safety helmets, the dogs wearing a wheel, a wheelchair. So maybe it's like if they bail like on their wheelchair somewhere, or the, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, there was there was a story that I won't tell in in, in full, but of a colleague of my husband's who uh, the dog had broken their leg or something like this but anyways dog was in a wheelchair they went up to their cottage they let the dog out of the car while they were taking stuff into the house and the dog ran off the end of the dog with the wheelchair and drowned because they didn't realize because they were bringing stuff into the house so only reason why i said that horrible sad story is um because i would imagine when you're putting these devices on them like whatever assistive device you're using for your dog you need to think about like the safety implications of that so again like if your dog's going to permanently be in a wheelchair or even if he's temporarily in a wheelchair if you're entering like even the most familiar like even when you take them home you have to think okay like stairs. is he gonna yeah stairs number know. one <laughs> exactly they don't know um that's probably why they have a helmet (laughs) yes yeah yeah probably because when you go bouncing down the stairs yeah the wheelchair is probably going to smack you in the noggin oh my god and then you're going to have a head injured and (laughs) and disabled dog dog in a wheelchair i guess they're both disabilities head injury and whatever's going on with whatever's in their body but um yes i do like the so that Again, there's a menu at the uh, top of the Dogs with Disabilities website. And not only do they talk about the assistive devices, like I mentioned, they have like, the, these are the items in their menu. So spinal diseases, dog wheelchairs, degenerative myelopathy, diapering, missing amputated limbs, pressure sores, bandages and broken bones, braces and splints, diabetes, <laughs> Cancer, cancer, and then there's like a more part where you said you looked at the more part, eh? Yes. What, what did they have there? Um, they do talk about social interaction. I think oh, that's okay. interesting. Uh, they do talk about blind dogs, deaf dogs, uh, pancreatitis. <gasps> pancreatitis. 
Sundowners all. and canine dementia, acupuncture, finding a oh, vet. Oh, canine dementia. Home hospice care. Oh. oh, look at this thing that I just found under diapering. They also put a little thing in there and it's called a transport stretcher for carrying pets who are injured, sick, or disabled. It has six handles on it. It basically looks like a canvas. Like it looks like a material that you would find like on a tent. And, but it's like that and the dog's laying on it and then you can put, there's a strap that you can put over it. And then there's handles oh, at yeah. each corners and handles in the middle. So that would make it easier, especially if you have a large breed dog. Like I can't imagine having to carry Gibbs from somewhere like, oh, oh my God. goodness. But anyways, this carry Wiggum up and down the stairs during his last days. Oh, oh God. Yeah. How did how did you even do that? And he's so big. I just did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He was like 75 pounds. Oh my god, you needed a you needed a cat carrier there. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Yep. So this is interesting. And again, it looks like they get um I'm sure they get money from advertisements because they have a bunch of ads on their page here. Like even when I went under diapering, because I was just curious about it, and it just gives you it gives you a story about their dog. They talk about the incontinence issues he's having, and then they describe the best way to put a diaper on a dog. And like <laughs> they tits. have suspenders for dog diapers. Oh, yeah, they do. sometimes diapers don't stay on. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And then, as I said, in the advertising on the side, they have quilted waterproof incontinence pads to put on stuff. And they're super absorbent. So that's good. And I'm, mm -hmm. and then you can just wash them probably. So capacity, fiber padding absorbs up to six cups of water. That's a lot of incontinence. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot of dog peepees. Um, and then they have like wow. a reu they have a reusable dog diaper. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, so they have like a lot of ads and stuff, but I I like that they give you a little description with the tips and tricks for it all too. Yeah. V both very the I'm just looking at the diapers. Mm-hmm. Um could contain a lot of urine. Depends, depends on diaper pants. And they said like they change them two to four times a day. So it kind of gives you an idea of what, what to expect. And I also like they in their more, so it's called more dot, dot, dot sitemap. So it divides it up into disabilities, solutions, and then about us and stories. I kind of want to go and check out a story about one of their handicapped dogs. And then they even have an, an area called tough decisions with um pet loss and grieving and then it says euthanasia when and that's like a really difficult decision to make the, i think is. we i think we talked about it on our death and dying episode but it's so tough to make that call at the end cuz it's like okay like they're still drinking they're still suffer. eating you don't want them to suffer you don't want to just put them down like at the first hint of like a problem <laughs> unless it's a major one if they like it's it's hard to tell like it's it's hard it was hard for even me to tell like are they in pain or are they just tired are they um you know with scraps at the end it, it was hard but you could tell like getting and then transitioning like getting up 
or jumping into the car like that none of that could be done anymore i thought like once he couldn't do stairs anymore then that would be it but like again they rally too it's like it's the same with humans you think they're like on death's door and then the next day they like run like a marathon and you're like oh okay (laughs) you're fine (laughs) yeah and then they and then they like die the next day or they're like really terrible so it's it's really really difficult and i think that even I wouldn't say to feel guilty. We're going now. I'm taking us down a death and dying route, which I don't mean to. But <laughs> I would say, I would say that when you're getting close to the end, where you're even starting to think about euthanasia, I wouldn't feel guilty about is it too early or is it too late or whatever, because it's it's the ultimate end point, anyways, right? So if they're getting yeah. to that point, you know, like if your dog sneezes and you're like, "That's it, we're putting them down." <laughs> that's it's like that's like one story, but like when they're older and you can see they're starting to struggle and it, you're questioning, are they in pain or are they not? Um, I don't think euthanasia is is a bad thing. Anyways, um, did you did you find any mm-hmm. of the stories there? I'm gonna look at the stories. Uh, see, because I was curious, even with some of the splints. I was, I'm, I'm curious how you keep that on because you know what, have you ever had your dog have blood work Yeah. and then, and then you take them home and they chew it off? <laughs> yeah. Like, how do they not, like, how do you keep the stuff on them? Well, they have that tape now. I know. Like the colored tape. Yeah. But they chew at it because oh. they're little buggers. Anyways, Kate. Here's one story. So disabled dog friends stories. Greetings from Ireland. I just came across your site and I was so happy reading all about the wonderful care you have given your dogs. My Cooper is one and was diagnosed with sensory neuropathy about seven months ago. It's a genetic degenerative disease that causes his feet to go numb and then gradually moved up to the legs. We were advised to put him to sleep. My dog was happy and not in pain, so I wasn't going to put him to sleep. Now, seven months on, he's receiving acupuncture every week and is starting to walk better, have more feeling in his feet, and the back paws that were knuckling are starting to turn around and correct. It's truly a miracle. He has a lot of hard work, and he must wear socks and shoes and needs to be bandaged as he chews his legs due to a tingling sensation he gets every now and again. But overall, he is fantastic. I've attached a picture for you to see. I'm so glad I came across your site. Caring for a disabled dog is the most rewarding thing I've ever done. I love him with all my heart, and I'm glad that there's more people who feel the same about their disabled dogs, too, and that they're willing to give them a chance. Oh, How cute is that? That is cute. And I don't see... Yes, but I don't see the picture that they send. No. That's probably a copy-paste email. Is is and look, they have a YouTube video here that says a blind dog and his best friend. Is that the dog you were thinking about? <laughs> it guides him everywhere. Yes. Aww. Yeah. Do you Cute. see that? I bet you if you put it into YouTube, I bet you there's several stories of about blind dogos and the other dogos that help them. Oh. But um, do you see like that's crazy? Like, so there's all these diseases that I'm sure we haven't even heard about, but can you because Again, and there's a perfect example of how the dog doesn't know. He just gets this weird tingling sense. Like for us, we think like, oh, there's something weird. My hands are tingling. Why are my, why do I wake up and my hands are tingling and uh, tingling? <laughs> <laughs> Not tingling. 
tingling and you go see your doctor and then you find out you have um carpal tunnel syndrome or whatever and then it gets corrected but with dogs like they're just like what is that like we must put you to sleep (laughs) (laughs) yeah or or I wake up and I'm like what is this tingling and I chew my arms off (laughs) that's terrible but wear oven mitts (laughs) (laughs) yes I have to wear like long (laughs) fancy gloves <laughs> like in the olden days. Um but can you imagine trying to manage that? And I'm sure you think at some point like can I continue to do this? Because and they they make mention of that. I forget on which website whether it was dogs with disabilities or pet with pets with disabilities, but they talk about how it is a bit of a lifestyle change because you need to take more time. But they said the beautiful thing about that is that you are taking the time out of your day to slow down and help this poor vulnerable creature so that's good yeah um but that it it does take time it's extra time yeah no babies yeah but i i would think that like if my dog's starting started to try and chew like his own legs off because of like a tingling sensation i'm sure there would be a point along the way where i'm like do we put him down (laughs) yeah because like they're continuing to self-damage because they don't know and obviously for different reasons but now you gotta like keep socks permanently on your dog and again like is he gonna chew them off is he gonna chew his legs off are you gonna wake up to like your dog's like limbs on your kitchen floor like (laughs) that's 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 gonna be like trauma all over again and now you gotta put him in a wheelchair and all of that but so again i may go and buy some merch from the uh pets with disabilities yeah i think i might because did you see on there well i didn't i just saw that they had merch if something terrible should happen to your dogo folks um google some of these uh places and i'm sure like that's just like two of the websites that we initially found but i bet you there's more people there's a lot of people doing like good dogo work out there yeah and animal work i think we did that when uh we did an episode on different organizations and there's a few like even within our city there's mm-hmm. one that's called big sanctuary and they take in livestock and like a lot of dogs and stuff oh, like that i would too. love to go i would love to go there um hey i think things are supposed to open up again soon we should call them and we should go there and talk to them about mm-hmm. the work the work that they do and what's involved yeah. with it and what keeps them going because that's not like that's not even like work where you're financially rewarded, which is what humans tend to like go for in the mm-hmm. North American world anyways, right? Like, yeah. oh, I've got a business idea. This is going to generate a ton of money, but it's not, that's what's amazing about this is that it's not for-profit work. If anything, no. you're like, you're struggling and there's always another dog and always another animal that can be taken in and you read these stories and Anyways, these people, like, drove all over the U.S., like, rescuing dogs. So, it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's people with big hearts. Yes, exactly. So, I like that. And, yes, I will buy some merch. To encourage. I don't, I don't know if I got, like, 350 for a heart connection with a dog. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I will definitely but just buy a some merch. <laughs> Maybe just a fitty. <laughs> For a sweaty. <laughs> Pity for <a> sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. 
let's make some let's boop snoots merch and we'll say pity for sweaty (laughs) (laughs) pity for sweaty folks (laughs) guess where i'm going this weekend (gasps) oh i know i know where you're going (laughs) we're going going to to barkwood forest (laughs) (laughs) yes i love it they apparently have a place where you can clean your dog after that is amazing yeah how far is it again it's about 15 20 minutes oh really yeah it's in i think it's close to um like the stitzville area um can i um can i tag can you call them and see if there's room for two (laughs) for two snoots (laughs) yeah well you have to bring gibbon gibbs yes Yes, yeah, I, well, would. I can send. Sorry, we're like booping. <laughs> we're making plans on the podcast. <laughs> you know where to find us on Saturday. Yeah, seriously. I will send okay. you the email. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sounds good. Sorry, sorry to bring bring y'all into our social calendar, but <laughs> just—it's very I just, exciting. I need to see Barkwood Forest. It's a need, <laughs> not a want anymore. I need. I need to I see need. it. Me too. They're gonna. We're gonna like next episode's gonna be like. Wait till you hear about Barkwood Forest. <laughs> they have sparkling water fountains for the doggies. <laughs> <laughs> Espresso uh, treats. Charcuterie board with raw meat. <laughs> <laughs> Some tartare. <laughs> Beef tartare. Chicken tartare. Oh. Excuse me, Lord Gibbonsworth. Would you like some gray poupon with your beef tartare? <laughs> gray poupon is how I wanted Heidi to name her Weimariner. Oh, yes, that's right. You did. I remember that. Do you know what's funny? I was I was talking to my mom the other day and like, well, we went up to the cottage and she was saying, she started going, Pope, Pope. You guys know who says Pope? And I was like, I know who says Pope. She's like, your mom says it on her podcast. And I was like, oh, she listened. Oh, that's cute. Pope, Pope. <laughs> Hi, Heidi's mom. <laughs> Hi, mom. We said Pope. <laughs> All right. All right. Is that a wrap? That's a wrap. <laughs> Tune in next week to hear about Barkwood Barkwood Forest. Forest. (laughs) Ooh. See you next next week. week on Let's Boop Snoots. Boop. Boop.